Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Oh, I've almost, almost forgotten how to do this. We're back for 2014. We've had a couple of weeks off, well earned, might I add. Uh, but the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast is back. Is this episode number 15? I've yeah, no 15. But um, not to keep up ruining sort of podcast. My cams aren't working. What is up with you, <laughs> JB? It's, it's every single what's one. What's going on? What's What's your pre-match preparation like? Are you this shambolic when you're preparing for you know a match? What, right? uh, pre-match, I am the last to start getting changed, but always the first out. It takes me five seconds to get changed. <laughs> <laughs> no more, no less. Uh, I think there's a little twiddly. Yeah. This is, this is... Right. Let's get this out. Oh, there we go. Oh, is that better? Yes. Well done. Oh. <laughs> you, seem to get, you seem to have some sort of false socket here. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, uh, Happy New Year, Tim. Happy New Year, JB. Happy New Year, Phil. Happy New Year, Tim. Right, we don't need to say Happy New Year anymore. That's done. Good. You always have to say that to everyone the first time you see him in the New Year, don't you? And, yeah. and shake hands. And shake yeah. hands. Yeah. Is, is, it, is it not really embarrassing when you see someone for the second time and you forgot, to see, you forgot that you've seen them the first time wish them Happy New Year again? <laughs> <laughs> Did that in work. That's so true. Uh, um, obviously, we'll get on to the rugby, but JB, congratulations on your news. Yes, I started six on the weekend, so <laughs> I'm absolutely delighted. I've, I've been uh, trying to get there for ages. I finally asked the question to the coach and he said yes. So thank, thank you, Tim. And you got engaged. Oh, sorry, yes, I got engaged, yes. And uh, to, well. to put that in rugby terms, you, you've signed a, a long-term deal. I have signed, yeah, with uh, no get-out clauses. No. Uh, <laughs> you're bound to be going over budget yep. uh, and having to answer to the authorities about that one. And uh, you've now got a very different game plan that involves a lot less rucking. Are, are you <laughs> are you pitching for a best man speech here, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I was thinking it's a bit more like the uh, LV Cup or Amling Cup final. It's kind of a big day out for all your supporters, <laughs> friends and family. But ultimately means nothing. Yeah, you have the, the honeymoon period where you celebrate the trophy and then the bo- yeah, the, a couple the, of weeks later you're back to the daily grind, <laughs> boring, monotonous <laughs> pre-season training. Welcome to the Amling Cup. Right, thanks. Well, well done, anyway. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. Congratulations, Jake. Cheers. Uh, right, listen, let's, let's, get, let's get on to the matters of rugby then, shall we? And I think we should get straight on. Well, no, actually, let's, with the New Year theme, if you could, if you were you were any rugby player, this could be yourself, it could be a player, it could be a director of rugby, coach, a club, what resolution would you make for 2014? I would fire Dean Ryan and I'd replace <laughs> him with anyone. Yourself, perhaps? An, an, anyone. <laughs> so, so you're saying Cecil Duckworth, New Year's resolution should be 
to replace D Ryan with the next person he sees. Yeah, literally the next. I would pick a name from the telephone book. Yeah, I'd do that. Uh, I feel sorry for Dean Ryan. Uh, mm, I think not, 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 not I, so much. I did for a bit, but now it's gone God. too far. It's yeah, gone, gone, gone too far. And that that game at the weekend, we'll, we'll get into it late, more mm. later. But it was absolutely a must-win. If they win that, they have a shot, mm. and they didn't. They didn't perform at all. It's like he's got a tape recorder, and every time he's interviewed, he presses it, and it says, "We're in a better place than we were." <laughs> We're doing well. The much improved group. I mean, if they're much improved now from what he started with, what were they like when they started with? Um, My resolution from a professional rugby point of view would be to get Cocker to, not you, Tim, um, Cockrell, Richard Cockrell, to keep quiet in post-match interviews, just not do post-match interviews. Well, actually, um, in the sack race, I wouldn't be surprised if, yeah, it's going to be Dean Ryan, but... After him, Cockrell must be if, getting you reckon? there. I think so. Well, well if they're sixth now. If he doesn't, he's, they're fifth at the moment. If he doesn't get the top four, he's got to go. Um, have you seen their four fixtures during the during the Six Nations? Though they are very fortunate with the injuries they? and with the international call-ups. They're very fortunate. They're playing Worcester, London Irish, and Newcastle, oh, really? and, and Gloucester during the Six Nations. Oh, that's convenient, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it just very fortunate run of games? But no, I hear what you're saying. Um, my rugby resolution, it would be Saracens. They should make it their resolution to get not two players in every position of top-notch premiership standard, but three, yeah. or maybe four, <laughs> by, by September 2014. And I bet they'd all fit under the Sally cap, just like they do now. <laughs> or failing that one then, Andy Good, Andy Good to shave off his hair. No, please. It, it would be a leap of faith... But but he needs to know it would look better. By Just way, shave it off. One man wrecking team, isn't he awesome? Well, he had. A, the, isn't he awesome? The, way, it. the way it was described, the game, <laughs> the last minute drop goal to beat Exeter Chiefs. Uh, the way it was put is that he had an absolute stinker of a game, but yeah. when it mattered, came up with a good. Isn't that like the striker that plays badly and still scores a goal? Yeah, that's what he is. Hey, Leicester, I hear, are looking for, for a new fly-off. Just, just saying. <laughs> Although Owen Williams, he's, uh, he's looked good, hasn't he? He's looked all right. Yeah. Uh, we, we, and Wales could do with a new 10. And Simon Easterby, when he, he said of all the people that have left Scarlets, this included George North, he was most disappointed about Owen Williams leaving. Ooh, I don't know about that. Wow. Uh, well, I saw him in the, in the flesh two weeks ago, and that was the f- his first start, I think, of the season. And he looked good. He didn't look shaky or anything like that or nervous. His distribution was good. His kind of feet to fix the inside man and make that half break were good. His kicking was solid. He had a lovely little uh, out the back door offload for Leicester's first try against Sale. Mm. So yeah, I think he looks looks solid on, on the last two. Performances. I wonder if that will soften the blow enough of losing Flood that they and George Ford obviously. Oh, yeah, George last Ford. Year, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. Another. Well, they might not go and spend big big on a fly half. Yeah, because I think they need things everywhere else. Actually, again, we'll get into this, and I mean, uh, the smart money is that they're just waiting a couple of weeks. Even though the Freddie Burns deal is already done and was probably done a while ago, are we sure of this? They're waiting a couple of weeks just so it doesn't look like they spoke to him pre-January the first when they're supposedly ah, allowed right. to. Yeah, mm, okay. all the smart money's on Freddie Burns going to Leicester. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've heard that, but the more it drags on, the less I believe it. Mm. Mm. I'd, I'd probably look away from spending certainly quite big money on, on Freddie Burns. You know, maybe maybe he's not all he's cracked up to be. 
Uh, can I just this because this will lead nicely into the international squads, which we're going to talk about shortly. But um, another New Year's resolution would be if I could pick it for Stuart Lancaster to pick two out and out wingers for England. You mean yes. not? You mean not not Brown? Not not, not Fletcher, a full I'm not saying not. I'm not saying not. Yeah, not not Brown and Foden. Yeah, yeah. I mean, or, I, I or, like them both. I like them both as players, and, and admittedly, as well. with, with injuries, maybe one of those would be justified. But when everyone's fit, two out and out wingers, please. George yeah. North. <laughs> if you could pick George North, he would. Do. Oh, damn right. You, you can pick the English George North, Banahan. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a clown! Um, I I completely agree, Tim. Um, and there's quite a few English wingers putting their hands up. Um, Anthony mm. Watson scored a great mm. try at the weekend. Miles Benjamin looks pretty good. Noel, Charlie Walker, although his tackle or his attempt at a tackle against George North was yeah. pathetic. Well, and we've got Christian, on. Christian Wade injured, Marlon Yard injured. And Johnny May as well. well no, let's just get straight into the EPS squad then because that is one of the big things that is happening. Well, it is Thursday. Mm-hmm. Depending on, it may well have happened by the time you listen to this. It may well be happening. It's in the future for us at this moment in time. So on Thursday, Stuart Lancaster announces his elite squad. And there's some, well, there's quite a few injuries that uh, that need replacements for, and there's a there's a lot of talk about some other players. The the move that Toby Flood's making abroad could mean that he doesn't get selected. Uh, so who comes in for him at ten? Uh, the, I mean, the ten is probably the the position that's created created the most debate. So so the current squad is Flood, Farrell, and Burns, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Burns has not been playing well at all. No. Admittedly, behind a poor pack. Yeah, but, but like we said, a poor pack, which then twelve trees came, uh, came yeah. into and won two games. Um, Farrell will definitely keep his place. Yeah, um, and uh, Flood, if he's in France next season, won't keep his place because no. he won't be available for the World Cup. So, he, so well, he definitely, definitely, definitely one, and arguably, like you say, two positions two. up for grabs. So, okay. what three, what three tens would you pick in your squad, Phil? I would. Crikey. Obviously, keeping Farrell, I would definitely put George Ford in there because did, did you see him against mm. Leicester? He he played really well, kicked well, hands are good, good feet for the the Francois low try yeah. where he went through the gap and, and offered inside, and he's he's been playing consistently well all season. Um, so he, he'd go in there, and then I'd be tempted to put Cipriani in as the the third choice ahead of Burns because I just don't think. Let Burns kind of regain his form and confidence if that's going to happen, and move Cipriani, give him a one last shot. I totally agree. I'd go with those three that Ford you just Farrell mentioned Burns. there. I think you know Stuart Lancaster. I like this about him that he says he's going to pick on form. He's not going to pick on reputation. If if that's true, Freddie Burns isn't deserving of a place in the England squad. Agreed. Good, good a player as he is, he's um, and I think Cipriani has been to be honest. Let me ask you a quick question, right? Mm. If you had, if you knew nothing about these players, right? You just had these players. I'm not going to tell you what the game is, what the conditions are, who they're playing with, anything. I know like, who like, you're like, going like, to. You'd go. No, 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 you, no. You'd go. Charlie Hodgson, Andy Good, and Wilkinson. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, if, if, if you went and you had a game tomorrow, okay, would you rather pick from that three there, or Ford, Farrell, Burns? Be honest. You've got one game to win. A World Cup final tomorrow. Right, yeah. Right now, we're going to play. <sighs> oh, wait, sorry. The, the three that you just mentioned then. Yeah, yeah. Against the three, the, which, the which, which probably will be in the EPS. Good Hodgson, Wilkinson. <laughs> yeah. All right, sorry. If there was a World Cup tomorrow, uh, fair enough, JB, I'd probably, actually, to be honest, I'd probably go with you. <laughs> Absolutely would. <laughs> uh, and the problem is, looking, looking at 
outside of that group, like the up-and-comers... Well, Clegg used to be an up-and-comer, but he, what is he, like, 23, 24 uh, yeah, now, doing not much? Playing behind Godman, who was at London Scottish <sighs> last, last season. I, I can't really think... Uh, Godman d- doesn't even look like a rugby player. Uh, he, he played very poorly against Sale uh, on Friday. Um, um, the guy from Exeter? Henry Slade. Henry Slade. He's only He's just 20. coming through, just yeah. turned 20, and has just made his first premiership start. Carlisle. Look, looks, like, looks like a really good player. Not, yeah, not playing no. any games. Yeah, who is no. that? The only other one might be twelve. Might be twelve trees as an emergency. Yeah, Garrity. Ten. Garrity never panned out, did oh, it? Yeah, no, it didn't. Yeah. I, f- I completely forgot about Garrity. And yeah. Lamb, Lamb, Lamb never Lamb. panned out. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, too too busy fighting apparently. That's why I really like Farrell. He's got the temperament for international rugby. In the, you know, I know you you've been critical of summer elements of his. I just think he's style. A I think my biggest criticism of Farrell is in a way a compliment, which is he's he's just a very good twelve. He's a better twelve than he's a ten. Mm. I, I don't think he's. Fast enough to be a twelve, yeah. But what's the other option? Twelve trees and Barretts. I mean, they're, they're not exactly exactly sprinters. I mean, they're not well, Cal Eastman, Eastman or Burrell. Now we're talking. Yeah, pretty, pretty exciting. The, the, I don't mm. know. I if, for a playmaker, I think 12, 12 trees has really put himself now. I, I, I like that, twelve yeah, trees. That, that, that's his shit. his shit to lose. But God, I'd love to see Eastman, and I'd love to see um, Burrell. Burrell giving a G- shot. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, looking at the. The England squad, there's a few injuries, but and obviously they need replacements. Wing, there's yeah. Christian Wade and Marlon Yard, who are both in were in the EPS squad, and you, you think they're going to be replaced by other players. We can get onto that in a minute. And then the centre positions as well, with Barrett and Tuolangi uh, not being there. But how about, is Ben Morgan deserving of a place in the England elite squad? Uh, I'd say he deserves a place... Where is he in the English number eight pecking order this season? On, on Behind the, Dave Hewers. On form. I was going to say, hey. You big got Dave. Big Dave trucking it up. Oh, he's awesome, and isn't he? You could make an argument that uh, Nick Easter would be ahead of him as well. Nick Easter is certainly ahead of him. He's, uh, he's been okay, playing really but well. But they're not really p- picking on form. I think the last coach to genuinely pick on, on form was a long time ago when it was Clive Woodward. He genuinely did pick on form. I don't believe that people are, are picking on form now. And Billy Vinopola's got the eight shirt. That's his now. Ben Morgan... Quality player when he turns it on and offers something a little bit different, but he's not. Well, he's just in a Gloucester team that's really lackluster. Yeah. And I go Matt on form. Matt Kavezic is he deserving of a place? No, no chance. Absolutely, he's not what, being how, good. Is he? He's not in the squad, is he? Is he yeah, in he's what? in the he's in the England elite player squad. How? He's in the thirty-two. It's Rob Shaw Kavezic. Kavezic. Wow. How, how how about Jamie Gibson? Well, he's more a six. Yeah, well, I mean, so is Rob Shaw. Yeah, Gibson played well the other day. Played exceptional. Kvezik, he's a penalty machine. Doesn't learn. Again, is that a position where we've we've got a bit of a a bit of a weakness? We've got a lot of a lot of players that are kind of pretty good, but no one that's a real standout. I don't mind it when teams go out and put the three back three best back rowers, regardless of positions, on the field. I'm I do like an out on out seven if they if they are genuinely a, world a class. genuine fetcher like yeah. the Pocock, like the Hooper. Uh, what's his name? The, the uh, Brousseau. Uh, yeah. someone like like that. A really, really top, top, top class. But fetcher. are the laws of the game cancelling out a lot of their prowess? Well, maybe, but you know, if they are, don't have Kvezikin just because you see him as a maybe a bit of a fetcher at some point in his career. Hey, listen, time, you know, this time last year we'd be saying, oh, Kvezik should be start maybe starting ahead of Robshaw. Yeah, but yeah. You, and, he was a, and that's what people were saying before the autumn internationals. But he's his club form, and again, he's in a Gloucester pack which hasn't really been given a platform, and they're just a bit lacklustre. He's not been playing well. No, no. Far, far by his it. own high standards. 
Mm, by anyone's standards, he's not <laughs> yeah, been playing well. I mean, I, I, I'd he's be thinking, not been playing well by Dean Ryan's standards. Would you go top like Tom Wood? Yes, like would be a better. I mean, he'll probably start six. Yeah, I think I think you that's your starting Tom Wood, Rob Shaw, Vunny Polo. Yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, I like to see Dave Hewers in, in, in there. I'd, I'd, like I'd, see, I'd like to see him step up because he's not even been in the Saxon squad yet. He'll, he'll get. I'm sure he'll get. He will get. Yeah. How about more more members of that Bath team? Uh, that pack is well, so giant. Carl Ferns. Carl Ferns. Yeah. I know he's only he's only been back a month or so. he's well, been six in, weeks he, from he's injury. Is Garvey English? Yeah. Yeah. What, why not him? Yeah. He's uh, play, playing very well. Hooper, Atwell, Katz, Weber. I mean, <laughs> these guys are steamrolling people and no one it just doesn't seem to register. How but, ma- and how many former London Irish players are you, yeah. do you, do you, do you reeling off there? Anthony Watson? Anthony Watson, will he get in the England squad at wing? Do you reckon? Uh, not this time around. No, I, think. I don't think he will. Who do you think time? will come in for Wade and Yard then? Ash- no, Ashton and who? Interestingly, um, after his game against Toulon, uh, Jack Noel yep, Jack was was put goal. forward, including by us, um, as a potential. And then Harlequin has took apart Exeter a couple of weeks ago, and Charlie Walker played mm. really well. And Noel got a yellow card and didn't do anything, and he got put forward. And then weekend just gone, George <laughs> North ran through Charlie Walker. He can run through anyone though. So <laughs> few much much more experienced international players that have uh, been guilty of that. Exactly. Yeah, true. I think Walker does look good. He's got very good feet, good turn of pace, and he's been playing consistently well this season, although you need some uh, serious work on his tackle. I do not think there is a little bit of England building for the future. I don't like, I don't like this with international teams. I think international teams should be the best team you can now. get right now, well, regardless of age, on, regardless of anything. On that, Strettle's the top scorer in the Premiership at the moment. Is he? Yeah. Moving back in. Uh, he's, absolutely. He's only 29. Yeah, well, it should be the... the like the best people right now. I don't buy this building. Strettle will come back in, yeah. Yeah. I think he will. I, so, I, I, I go back like, to... Like, surely, surely it's Johnny May, though. Yeah, Johnny May will I'm, take one of those spots. I like Johnny May. I think he's a very good player. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's good. Uh, any other positions, then? Uh, front <clears> front <throat> row. Corbs is out, but you've got Marler and uh, Vinny yeah. Pola. Picks itself, really, doesn't it, now, the squad? Yeah. In that um, sense. And second row is the other big area that's quite interesting, because launch... Parling's out. Yeah. Uh, so there's launch Bree... Atwood was in the last squad. You'd expect him to stay yeah, in. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, why Courtney, is Courtney Laws was in the last squad, obviously. You'd expect him to stay in. That's three. So you've got yeah. one more second row what spot. What about Ed Slater? Yes. Ed or, Slater, Graham Kitchener, his yeah, club mate. Kitchener's playing really well, um, although he's been injured the last couple of weeks. Basically, who comes in for Parling? I- I'd probably go uh, Kitchener. Yeah, I'd probably pick Kitchener just ahead of Ed Slater. I think he's a bit more dynamic. I think, I, a bit I, more think, in the I think Atwood's got that grunt. For the second string uh, behind Laws and Launchbury, Atwood's got yeah. the front, and then Kitchener is kind of your mobile yeah. athletic. What's I like what? that. The one position I think we've not talked about for the elite player squad is scrum half. Oh, no, we haven't. Um, so who's in the squad at the moment? We've got Young's... Young's, Kerr, Kerr and Dixon. Dixon. The only person I can see pushing that would be Joe Simpson. After this week. who's Well, he's only just come back from injury. Man of the match, including a try where he showed his pace because he has real pace. He does. And a try-saving tackle that defied the laws of physics. It was absolutely astonishing. Though He um, stopped Henry Slade from scoring, who was sliding. He was already over the line and somehow managed to scoop him up and over and, and stop the try. Um, I, also, I actually think as well that Young's has kind of hit a bit, bit, bit of a plateau over the last few, few months. Kerr looks, still looks good. Yeah. 
and Dixon looks like Dixon. Solid. I like the selection of Dixon in the Autumn Internationals because yeah. <clears throat> there's a player that, I mean, you can sort of nip around the fringes like Danny Kerr and, and Ben Youngs, but actually, in terms of service, just the pure basics, he just gets the ball away from the breakdown. And he's quick, the most abrasive Quicker too. than anyone. Apparently, yeah. he owns two uh, St- Staffordshire Bull Terriers. That's <laughs> a little fact for you. It's a great fact. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> new sound effect for the, wow. yeah, for the new year. Better than the knowledge bomb. Yeah, it was. Be 10 minutes for the, for the knowledge bomb. For the knowledge bomb to drop. Right, well, that's, that's the EPS squad. We'll find out. Uh, well, you can let us know what you think at Rugby Podcast on Twitter, uh, and we'll find out on Thursday what Stuart Lancaster's squad will be, and then we can uh, pick the bones out of that one afterwards. And the next podcast you're going to be able to hear from us will be a, uh, a BT Sport special. Ooh. Mm. We're going to be uh, going down and. Uh, behind the scenes of rugby tonight this week and uh, chatting to a load of the guys there and uh, doing our podcast f- on location. So it should, uh, should be good. Exciting. JB almost screwed it up by uh, booking loads of appointments on the day we were going to be going down. <laughs> Such an idiot. But never mind, we're all right. Uh, okay then. How about a bit of rugby okey? Yes. Technically speaking, we're still in the Christmas holiday season, aren't we? Like the 12 days of Christmas what? haven't finished yet. Yeah. Did the 12 days of Christmas start before Christmas and end with Christmas Day? Rather than start with well, Christmas and uh, after New Year? The iPhone app, um, ah. 12 days of Christmas, finishes today. Oh, is that right? Yeah, so... Does that mean you're meant to bring your de- put your decorations down today? Uh, I don't know. I take mine down on Boxing Day. Burn Go it. On. Burn it all. Burn them. <laughs> burn all the cards, incinerate them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, well listen um, We featured uh, on the last podcast we did before Christmas uh, The beautiful sound on Rugby Oki of Ben Foden Singing with his wife Una The lovely, delicious I think you described her as, didn't you JB? Ed- edible <laughs> <laughs> Una from the Saturdays uh, singing Wham's Last Christmas Merry Christmas hadn't noticed before that Ben Foden's cuddling a puppy as he's singing that this song. <laughs> I bet that puppy goes immediately back to the pet store straight after that. <laughs> puppy for hire. Does Ben Foden strike as a man who just is ridiculously happy with life? Yeah. <laughs> what's what's Frick. there to be unhappy about? <laughs> God, I hate his happiness. <laughs> I'd love to be half as talented. I'd, l- I'd love to... Ha- well, I can't, I, 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 does, does my missus listen to this? Are you talking about <laughs> a puppy? You, you want to own a puppy? Is that what you're going to say? Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'd love to be half as talented. I'd love to be a penny behind him. And um, Una is lovely. <laughs> uh, well, yes, is. in between us doing the last podcast and today, Ben Foden had been at it again. Excellent. And it was alert- well, it was alerted to us on Twitter, so thank you very much for that. Danny Kerr this time joined Ben Foden. So this is belatedly the second part of Ben Foden's Christmas special, Rugby Oki. Uh, this is Danny Kerr and Ben Foden singing White Christmas. Danny, what are you dreaming of this Christmas? Oh, no. I'll tell you what, Ben. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas Just like the one I used to know where the treetops glisten and children listen to hear sleigh bells in the snow. I'm still going. <laughs> yep. 
Danny Care's got like tinsel sunglasses as well. Nice. I don't hear any more Christmas. May your jeans be merry. What? What did they say? May your jeans be merry. White jeans. This this song is a direct product of. Merry Christmas to all the fans out there. Thank you for all your support. God, stop! Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> this that song is a direct product of the game going too professional. They don't drink. They don't have fun fun anymore. This is the, this is the only outlet which I've actually got, and that's why we've got a pr- proliferation of rugby songs. So what you say rugby oki exists, and you, we have all these rugby players loving taking to the microphone to sing because they're not out getting smashed and playing drinking games enough. Correct. You go on YouTube and you type in Jason Leonard, Martin Johnson singing. You won't find it. <laughs> <laughs> won't happen. So, no, it's a sad indictment of today's modern game. What would you do then? You'd have maybe, just like we have, a, an inter, we have these international autumn, international window and the Six Nations international window, you'd have a, you'd have a get smashed window. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> mid-season, the only teams mid-season are, bender break. Rugby league, rugby league <laughs> do it. Rugby. Rugby yeah, Mad still, Monday, don't they? Yeah. Mad Monday is meant to be awesome. Oh, Mad Monday, yeah. If anyone's not familiar with Mad Monday, explain what it is. This is Aussie rules, though, isn't it? And rugby league. Yeah, yeah. Br- British rugby league do it. They, well, d- they do a couple British rugby league. So, yeah. so, so it started in Australia because the, the, the playoffs for rugby league and for Aussie rules happen on the same weekend. And for a lot of teams, their season is over, all but the, the people that go through to the semi-finals mm-hmm. or whatever. And even at amateur levels, apparently, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, it's Mad Monday is is the same for professional teams and amateur teams. I I, I know the, phys, the, the physio, the physio is for Oldham Ruffians, and they'd go out on on Mad Monday round Oldham and get absolutely smashed in Oldham. Let's talk about some transfers then, because the other thing that happens in the new year uh, is the window for. Premiership clubs to talk to players who are out of contract in the summer. They're allowed to officially talk to them on J- January the 1st. Obviously, I'm sure none of them have any sort of contact with agents or anything before January <laughs> well, the 1st. I never knew that this existed until recently. Yeah. I think because money's got more influential within the game, it never used to be a problem. But now, clearly, it is. They can talk to players who are out of contract on January the 1st, and I think uh, they can talk to championship players who are out of contract on February the 1st. Oh. And again, I'm sure that no Premiership club has ever spoken no, to anyone not. before either of those two dates. Um, sure they wouldn't dare. Just like no one would go over the salary cap the, in any way. Absolutely not. Or circum- no. circumvent the salary they cap rules. They would not do that. Did you hear the statement from Leicester? Um, the Leicester, I don't know what you call him, capologist or what? You know, the guy who's, <laughs> the, the guy who's in charge of the of of uh, manipulating. The He's salary a genius, cap. by the way. Whoever this guy is, I, I think yeah, Stephen Stephen Hawkins, um, and. He was responding to the comments from Sale Sharks director of rugby, Steve Diamond, who who countered that Sale were cheating in the scrum by saying that Leicester were cheating with their salary cap. He didn't say that specifically. What he said is Cockrell can come to me and talk about uh, talk about it when they're operating on a four million pound budget rather than a six or seven million pound budget. Okay, so the capologist came out for, uh, for Leicester and said we are operating at something like five point six million. But he interestingly gave a breakdown of where that came from, like English qualified players, players yeah. play for England, they, they fully use up their salary cap, they then also fully use their player... Their, yeah, their exempt, their, their, exempt their, player. Their exemption. Uh, whatever their... Um, so G- 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 JCB or GNC or... Yeah. Uh, 
the, the or, or next directory or whatever. Go and do a bit of consultancy work for a bit. Yeah. And that's you know, it, it, all, it all adds up. But how do you stop players getting getting endorsements? And I, I don't understand how that how that's regulated. And I, furthermore, I don't think it should be regulated. And, mm. and look, might we just point out JB's a financial advisor? So, yes, uh, so you you would you would understand how to shut stuff down. No, because you're because you're, you're the opposite way around. You're trying to get through all the loopholes you can. <laughs> That's your job. Yeah, you got to be paid for something. But um, I think it's certainly a very grey area because why shouldn't players get sponsorship from, say, if you can sell AJ Bell or Cat? Because they've only got ten years to play. They need as much money as they possibly can. And again, I'm not not wanting to get myself in trouble, but there's lots of rumours about similar happening at Sale Sharks back when they had Chabal and Bruno and Hodgson and Cueto and. All of the big names Robinson, that they had, Robinson, Jason White, all, yeah, um, oh Luke, um, Luke McAllister, Luke McAllister. Oh, yeah. Fernandez Lobby, brothers. That was, that was pretty impressive bringing that <laughs> squad in under the salary cap. Well done, guys. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any way to stop it. And actually, the one thing I do with with, with Leicester is I go, they've got eighteen thousand season ticket holders. Mm, they've yeah. got eighteen thousand season ticket holders. There isn't another club in the country that gets eighteen thousand people to any game. It's yeah, o- isn't it? outside of the big matches that they put at Twickenham and whatnot. What everyone else needs to do is catch up with Leicester. Uh, so the rumour mill is in force. Apparently the Reese Priestland deal to Gloucester's pretty much done deal. Oh no, poor Gloucester. <laughs> <laughs> and as I mentioned, there's a lot of talk that it, it's, it's, it's a done it's a done deal that Freddie Burns is going to Leicester. Mm, that's not a great one for them. I think they'll regret that. Uh, do you where, think they'll, they'll regret it as much as when they signed Romero Pez? <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful signing. What about uh, Serevi as well? Oh yeah. Uh, where will Marlin Yard be this time next season? Mm. His contract's well, up in the summer. Can the new owners of London Irish afford to keep him? Who are the new owners of, of, of London Irish? Consortium. You... A consortium. Ooh, sounds so, sounds mysterious. Well, <laughs> m- money and investments apparently being put in. But I was, I was looking at uh, the London Irish team, if they'd managed to retain their players, even over the summer, let alone yeah. previous seasons. And three players that stood out and played really well at the weekend, Watson, Garvey... Gibson. Oh, it's Gibson? Yeah. Gibson was... that. Jamie Gibson? Yeah. yeah. And then you've got Corbiziero. Yeah. Jonathan Joseph, was it? Jonathan last, Joseph, last of course. Season. He scored a try at the weekend, didn't he? Yeah, and all, they're, they're all qualified as well. I feel sorry for them. Yeah, all talented, young, English qualified players. Uh, what about this one then? This is a, a sort of fresh bit of news that's that's come out this last few days. Uh, apparently, the... WRU, and let's not get into the Welsh situation too much, because, my, what on earth is going on there? JB, you're a Welshman. Do you have any idea what's going on with the Welsh well, regions? I think, basically, what happened is, when it went went professional, when it went regional, should I say, the same idiots that were in charge of the clubs prior to that were still in charge of um, of the regions. So the regions have kind of ran... I don't know. They kind of, run with the same sort of efficiency as like a Cub Scout group, and with the same kind <laughs> of you know, f- financial acumen. But the WRU have threatened them in response to it. They've kind of thrown the toys out of the pram. And well, if you want to join the Rugby Champions Cup, we'll just form four new regions. Yes, they have. Uh, the WRU really wants central contracts, which is a road to ruin. So there's strong, strong talk that Sam Orbison's going to be the first centrally contracted player in Wales. But the secret to the Welsh being really good is the fact that we don't keep our best players. So we've got these young kids playing week in, week out against you know the Munsters and Leinsters and whoever it may be, them playing hiding cup, and they get really good. So then we form them off to Leicester, who, you know, the guy playing 10. We've got people all over France, and then when we get them back together, they're a quality outfit, and I think, you know, long should it last. 
it's, it's some quite deep political stuff we're getting into. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's what we, we do we, here. Fair enough. That's, that's that's absolutely cool. But how about we just uh, we go just for a second? Something dead simple. So far, we're just over halfway through the Premiership season and the season in general. Best signing for this season. So the best signing that was made by a team for this season on the basis of the first half of the season. I know mine, and I'm not joking. And I know who Andy you're going to do. Andy Goode. <laughs> oh, tell, tell me if he's not. Where are they now? Uh, six. Andy Goode mentioned. That's right. <laughs> One man has literally turned that team around. I, uh, I think turned that team around is a bit of a... Yeah, well, okay. where, where were they last year? George Ford. I think you could. Oh, I, think, I think you can make an argument for for good. I think George yeah, Ford. Yeah, not only has, can you make an argument for where he's gone. Look at where he's left, and look and look at what they're doing. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, George Ford. I think could be arguably the best signing. Sarries have done two very good bits of business. I think to oh. get James Johnson and Billy Vanapola yeah. to strengthen what was already James argu- Johnson in particular, arguably the strongest pack. Yeah, they're both really good acquisitions because they didn't strength they didn't bring many people in at all and they took away from Harlequins as well which I'll be the, delighted about yeah yeah. Anthony Watson is, is looking like a yeah. beautiful signing for, for Bath yeah and actually there was you know four or five real high quality players that have gone down the M4 from London Irish <laughs> to, to Bath that look, that look really good Matt Garvey looks excellent I think it's it's worth actually saying London Irish did some not great signings, but they signed seven or eight championship players who were all I like that who were all in their match day twenty three yeah. yeah consistently. Which actually, you're going if they've got a bit of a financial issue, they're managing to balance the books and give themselves a chance of keeping the likes of Yard if... by actually replacing Garvey and Corbiziero with with people like Matt Parr from Nottingham and Eamon Sheridan from Rotherham. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a big slice, isn't he? He's like J- Jamie Roberts big. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I like that bit of business that Irish did, and obviously Irish fans will be a bit cheesed off about where they are in the table. However, I just go, it could have been a lot worse. Well, how about worse signing then? Yeah. It? So clearly, Ooh, there's, yes. there's, not been, there's not been that many stellar signings because there has there wasn't that many full stop. But uh, worse signing then, Dean Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me if I'm wrong. I'll listen. It's, it's, it's hard to argue. So was Matt Kavezik there last year. Yeah. Now I, um, I'd almost say has he been has he been a bad signing? Yeah, he, he's, he's on my short list. Matt Kavezic is is actually the real Matt Kavezic is somewhere on the M5, just <laughs> in the service station between Still in transit. between Gloucester and he's got a twin. Because he has a useless twin. Because <laughs> the awesome player from last season hasn't hasn't quite made it to Gloucester yet. No, absolutely not. The three that I had, it's the worst signings were Kvezic, mm-hmm. um Paul Saki. Oh, he's been nothing. Yeah, has he played yet? Uh, he played a couple of games. And arguably, Corby Sierra. Yeah, he's not done anything. Because he's, he's mm. injured. He's, had, he's, he's kept it kind of quiet. He's had... <laughs> <laughs> How have you kept it, Alex? Keep it kind of quiet. People on a diet. <laughs> Scrum is straight, Tom is right. I don't deny it. What about... Um, oh, Paul Saki. I can't Did... believe we almost read the podcast without <laughs> featuring the Corby Sierra rap. Does Paul Saki still own, like, a luxury car dealership? <laughs> What? <laughs> that used to be his thing, yeah. He used to own, like, either he owned a, car, a luxury car dealership or it was, like, luxury car deal, uh, like, leasing or sourcing or would something. You, would like you that. buy a car of Paul Saki? I think I would. Yeah, <laughs> trustworthy guy. Yeah, yeah, why not? I'd buy him. I, I think you could trust him. I wouldn't trust him under a highball, but yeah, I'd trust him with the same. <laughs> yeah, why not? What about another one for Gloucester then? James Hudson. When you look at the second rows that Gloucester lost and the way their pack is performing. Uh, Jim Hamilton and Alex Brown. So Jim Hamilton, Alex Brown, yeah. two big lads. They are. Uh, and Hudson, good in the line out, 
but I just I think Gloucester are missing a a, a real why don't you tell um, gnarly enforcer why don't you tell the listeners what his nickname was in in, in university <laughs> well I, I will I will preface this with saying he's he's an exceptional player <laughs> and an excellent oh, talent Tim, stop it <laughs> but he he was in my university rugby team along with um, Joe Alab and Rob Higgett Name drops. Danny Gray, Tom Luke, uh, Nick Rouse, uh, Luke Charteris. <laughs> Luke Charteris. Uh, and co. His nickname was the Ruck Inspector. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the way he used to play, he was always the first man to get to the Ruck after the Ruck had been won by someone. <laughs> And it was, it was almost like he was stood there with a clipboard going, yep, yeah, okay, on to the next one, let's go, that's jog, exa- jog, jog, next one. That's almost one. exactly what I do. I point at the ruck and say, uh, God, God, God! God! <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a way not to get caught out. I just think Gloucester are missing a real bruiser. They're missing Atwood, basically. Or um, Hamilton, or Bat. How about, then, um, the biggest loss to a team? All right. Oh, yeah, well, then, Jay, you already mentioned James Johnston. Yeah, what a difference he he would make to uh, Quinn's pack. Or James Johnson and Ollie Cohen. And Ollie Cohen between them. 40, 40, 40 stone. Yeah, 43, <laughs> 44 stone. Uh, uh, that's a huge loss. And for Wasp Vernipola, I actually thought Ed Jackson would, would turn out to maybe be a better acquisition than he has. He's still young, but he had a great season for London Wasp, uh, London Welsh last year. And I thought he might continue that with London Wasp, but it's a big step He's, up, he's really. done all right, though. done all right. I think there's one man who is definitely the biggest loss. Go on. You could argue Andy Goode, but I th- yeah, I'd... I think that the Worcester team this year would really have struggled, rega- whether he was there or not. But I think the biggest loss is Jimmy Gopeth. Ah. And I think, the... had he been there, he would have kept them in touch for bonus points and s- some wins a lot more frequently than Phil Godman. Yeah. I've, I've just thought of a, of a, of a best signing. Ooh. Ooh. Um, two concerning sales sharks. One, the Sail Sharks defence coach. I forget, yeah. the guy, oh. I forget the guy's name, but he's made a massive yeah. name will come to me. They look a much better outfit this season than last. Big effect there. And the second one is uh, Danny Cipriani. Because yeah. it, it's not the same Danny Cipriani that was there last season. Oh, yeah, he, true. Who didn't give a damn last week? Well, he didn't appear to give a damn last year, but yeah. uh, he's, he's knuckled down and what a difference it makes. So, Danny Cipriani's spiritual life coach, mentor. Yeah. Is he working with Steve Black? Yes, he is. Yes, is he? Yes. Oh. Wilkinson's former. Have you, have you ever heard um, Steve Black talk about stuff? It's like going on some sort of um, uh, Indian spiritual life experience. <laughs> he is a crazy man. Have you ever seen the Lions DVD where um, Austin Healy starts to rip him? No. So no. funny. Austin Healy's running around in a circle or whatever he's doing. He goes, OK, boys, in a Geordie accent, run as fast as you can. And then starts accelerating. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen the Lions DVD yet. Oh, you mean the Corbusier DVD with the Lions rugby attached to it? Oh, yeah, the Corbusiero uh, wrap with, yeah, cool. with additional Lions series win in Australia. We, yeah. should, we should have a, a viewing view egg chasers Sunday afternoon when there's LV Cup or something like that. A, a, a commentary, which listeners can watch the, the Lions DVD with, with us commentating. Director's commentary. The director's commentary. That would be wonderful. How do you generally keep it in the uh, Lions DVD, Alex? Keep it kind of quiet. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, this is hot off the press. We've just been tweeted at Rugby Podcast. Oh, a little link to Una Foden, <gasps> Una from the Saturday's Twitter account. If I was at BT, B- BT Sport like you were, Tim, you were at BT Sport this week gone. 
Did anyone mention that Alex Sanderson look, uh, looked a bit like Prince? <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing that, that, that should be mentioned. But I, I, I wouldn't dare tell him. You know, well, he'd probably appreciate the feedback. Alex Sanderson was brilliant. Um, he, uh, he he kept going on and on, like a lot of people do in the new year. He's like, no, I, I don't want any of those sandwiches. I'm on a, I'm on a diet. Oh, I'm, on, I'm on a diet. We've got a salad. We've got a salad. And then I looked around about a minute later and he was chugging <laughs> flapjacks like they were nobody's business d- during the oh, first half. Those flapjacks will pile on the pounds no, as well. Right. Well, if, you, if you're in the social media hub next time, Tim... I want you on... Um, yeah, sorry, just to just to explain, I was in the social media hub on BT Sport during the Bath yeah. Leicester match, so yeah, um, and and we will be doing much more like that, hopefully, um, in the in the weeks and I months to come. you should be reading tweets from Una's Twitter account. That, that That's what you should be doing. Yeah, you're right. I, I let the team down by not doing that yeah, um, this time. But the, the tweet from Una Foden says, good luck to all the rugby lads, Ben Foden... Dick09, I guess that's Lee Dixon. Um, what a pretty, that's a <laughs> good Twitter handle, Dick09. Nice one, Lee Dixon. So uh, <coughs> good luck to the rugby lads, Ben Foden, Lee Dixon, Dylan Hartley, Chris Ashton, Alex Corbs, with an online series of official Most Haunted with Yvette Fielding. No. There's an online, no. there's an online only show of Most Haunted, which those rugby boys are all doing the wow. North, oh. Northampton and England teammates Wonderful. are all going to be doing Most Haunted we're going to have a Most Haunted special yes, in a future are. podcast incredible incredible that's brilliant online only how's that been made online only we'll have to have like a paranormal 15 as a dream 15 <laughs> oh have you seen the the video of the calendar shoots yeah did I watch that we always had together. That was on Ben Foden. Another video on Ben Foden's uh, website. <laughs> In fact, that's what that's what we're going to go off and do now. At the end of this podcast, we're just going to go and spend the next hour kicking back, looking at some uh, some of Ben Foden's website, songs, yeah. calendar shoots, you name it. He's got the lot up there. Uh, thank you very much for listening again. This is the first one of 2014. This will be uh, hopefully our first full year because we've only been going a few months. But yeah, the next podcast you're going to hear from us will be on Friday, previewing all the big matches for this weekend, and then the next podcast after that will be the BT Sport Special. We're going to be going and hanging out behind the scenes at Rugby Tonight. Making a nuisance of ourselves. Making a nuisance of ourselves, chatting to as many people as we can. Please listen to it, because it won't happen again. I think we're going to make that that sort of impression. Well, we'll see. I reckon we'll get invited back. I hope so. Oh, that'd be nice. And thank you very much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one in a bit. Bye-bye. Cheers. Oh, 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 oh. Who, uh, JB, as you're getting engaged, and uh, you know, you're the one that's going to have to start thinking about songs and picking music, do you know what do you, know what you would have? Have you got a song in mind for your first dance? I, 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 I'm not joking when I say I hate music. I, I literally <laughs> don't own a if CD. If it's not Alex Corbs, <laughs> Alex Corbs, <laughs> wedding singer. Done. I don't, don't own any CDs. I don't have any MP3s downloads i don't have a game pod or whatever you call it not interested <laughs> but um, i'm sure someone will i'm sure we'll work something out um who i think the question you want to ask is who's going to play us out who's going to play us out uh the small oh, wow. well, it's not heather small it's, it's ricky, ricky flutie heather small ricky flutie after <laughs> after heather small from m people have given him a lesson that's right let's do it Rick, it's ricky flutie singing us out on the egg chasers podcast Play, play.
Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.